Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quint Christmas. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Hello again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma, and by golly, we're smack dab along ringside. And son of a gun, we are ready to bring you a very special episode of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin? What's going on, my friend? I've seen better days, man, and I think you have as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's um, a sad day. Um, we... Uh, we lost Tracy Smothers yesterday. Uh, one of the um, probably the best people you'll ever meet in the wrestling business. Um, he lost his uh, battle of cancer, um, so it's just um, just really sad. So we're just gonna uh, take a break from our weekly um, Memphis TV review. Um, podcast today so we're just going to do a little we're basically going to sit around and just talk about Tracy you know stories uh, just different things about him uh, we'll have uh, we'll have a guest uh, call in we've never had this before <laughs> so hopefully it'll work right and everything works good we'll uh, have a guy come in he's going to talk about Tracy a little bit and everything so uh, we ain't really in no format we're just just going to play it by ear and just talk about Tracy yeah, we're just shooting it from the hip today, but the the overall arc of, of, of this episode is going to be uh, dedicated to and a tribute to uh, a legend, uh, a mentor, and most importantly, a friend, the wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Smothers. Yeah. So, Quentin, when did you first meet Tracy? Uh, first time I met him was actually, the, uh, I want to say it was... August of 1992, uh, Lewisburg, Tennessee. Uh, me and Mark Gordy was work, worked him. Worked tra- me and Mark Gordy worked Tracy Smothers and Chris Champion at, in Lewisburg, Tennessee at a show. Uh, first time I ever met him. He had just come off. That's probably one of his first bookings after he left uh, WCW. Matter of fact, actually, I watched him that morning on the whatever the uh, one of the syndicated shows like Pro or like what it was that Saturday morning. I actually watched him work on the WCW show that morning, and I worked him that night. So that was pretty cool. So. And what was the experience like working Tracy for the first time? Um. Well, being green as grass. <laughs> I was really nervous. I mean, as you know, like I said, I watched him that morning on WCW TV, and there I am working him that night. So, uh, really, really nervous. Um, you know, he came in, you know, and come in the dressing room, and we're going to shake everybody's hands, you know, and uh, just, you know, top-notch guy. You know, you could, he was just nice to everybody. And, uh, then um, when it was time to go over a match, him and Chris come over and, um, you know, basically just said, what we're going to do. And he asked us, you know, what we could do. And, you know, Chris was, you know, t- you know telling us, you know, these guys are green and everything. So, uh, Trace said, we'll just keep it simple and everything. And uh, so, I mean, it was, you know, it, I, I don't remember a lot of the match because I was really nervous. Um uh, 
but uh, I mean, he was easy. And we got to the back, you know, he said, you know, um, he said, I, you know, I can tell you were nervous in there. Just, he said, just remember, don't be nervous next time. And, you know, you know he said, just work on this. And, you know, gave us, you know, you know, talk, you know little things like, you know, but, uh, you know, really, really cool. You know, and, you know, we were, we were so green. We had no clue what we we're doing. You know, he could have come there and just browbeat us to death, but he didn't. You know, um, so I also always remember about that match. Um, you know, because like I said, he could have come in there and just went off on us. It wasn't that, it wasn't good. You know, because I was nervous as we could be. Um, you know, I never worked anybody. You know, I'd been on, uh, you know, TV before, like, you know, major star, you know, so, and, uh, so I was really, really nervous. And, uh, but no, he, you know, he, he said we were green and everything. He could, like I said, he could have come back in there and just, you know, ripped us a new one, but he didn't, you know? So. And, and that's always been how I describe Tracy to people. Um, and I've, I've said this in the past couple of days um, when I've been sharing my thoughts on Tracy. Tracy is the prototype of a wrestling veteran. Um, yeah. Tracy Smothers loved the young guys, the next generation. He had the heart of a teacher. Tracy never, I've never seen him go off on somebody for not knowing. He would rather sit back, watch every match, teach people, get them better, to leave the business, the, the promotion, that wrestler better than he found it. Yeah. And that's always what I've, respected and admired Tracy Smothers for. He is what everybody should be and most are not. Yeah. Most are only worried about themselves getting out of the match and getting their payday. Yeah. Tracy Smothers will pull up a chair and watch every match if you ask him to or not. And if you ask him to, he's going to make a list and he's going to tell you what could, what was right, what was wrong, what could be better, but he's going to do it in a way where you don't leave it, uh, leave that match feeling terrible about yourself. You leave that scenario going, okay, I have tools to be better next time. And he's going to tell, he's going to tell you what was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if it was good, he'll tell you. Uh, Tracy, it is very much and probably has done this a shirt off your back kind of guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you needed it and Tracy could provide it, he would. Um, I, I was lucky enough. I met Tracy. The first time I met Tracy was probably 2005, 2006. Um, and, and I've mentioned this to you, uh, before we went on the air, um, that the whole reason I got quote unquote over with Tracy, uh, is because of you. And I say that because, um, we started tagging what? Oh seven, late Oh six. Um, actually we didn't start tagging until spring of Oh seven. Okay. But you were managing me. Yeah. I was managing you from like, uh, spring of Oh six. Right. Um, so I, I can't remember what year it was, um, but I, I was working USWO at the time, um, and Tracy Smothers was running seminars uh, at the USWO, 
and he, he ran four every week. He ran, he would run one, one every Sunday. Um, so I said to Tracy, you know, I, I'm going to come do the seminar and I, I show up and he goes, Hey, Jeremiah, he goes, you're, uh, he goes, you're Quentin's boy, right? I'm like, yes, sir. He goes, don't pay for the seminar. I'm like, what? Cause I had money. I was prepared to pay. Yeah. He goes, if you will just be my bump guy, when I show something, you take the bump. He, he goes, you can do the seminar for free. And I took full advantage of that. Yeah. And ever since then, he, he would call me. And again, you may not know this. Sometimes he would call me Little Quentin. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, man, he he loves you more than more than I think you realize. Wow. Um, but because because of our connection, it got me in there with Tracy, and then once I got in with Chris Michaels, it got me in more with Tracy, and then I practically became. Uh, what I affectionately call as a son of smothers, right? Yeah. One of those guys who, when Tracy saw, he gave you a hug. And, you know, on that note, Quentin, if you'll kill a little time for me, I've got somebody beeping in. All right. That's sure. I'm um, I'm, I'm actually kind of a little floored about that. I did not know that, that um, Tracy called you little Quentin. That, um, wow. That, um, well, I'm, I'm actually kind of speechless. I'm, I did not realize that was, uh, whew, that, um, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm speechless on that. I, uh, I did not know well, that. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> double, double Q, I've got our uh, special guest on the line. Uh, I'll go ahead and introduce him to uh, all the listeners. Uh, this is the 98-pound Big Mouth manager extraordinaire, my good friend, Uncle Tony Lucasio. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. What's happening? How are you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just here hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony, uh, thanks for coming on tonight, man. We we'll appreciate this. Yeah, awesome, man. Totally. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Quentin before. I guess he uh, hasn't seen you since, I guess, is one of his last matches. It was back when old... Oh, Krimi and Sean were still tagging in Millersville. I met him one time. Oh, yeah. I met him one time yeah. in, uh, in Millersville. Yeah, that was a long time. That was easily 10 years ago. Yeah, it was um, It was the spring of 2010 because it was when I, like, uh, I want to say April because it was like my, one of my last matches. Yeah, that's when Sean and Krimi would have had that uh, matching white and purple gear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That was old... Uh, Tommy Mercer, or as Tracy called him back then, Rambo Mercer. And little brother, Rambo Mercer. Because <laughs> okay. he, he knew, you knew he was in the military. Yeah. Where's Rambo Mercer? Where's the boy at? Um, we, we had just uh, talked about Tony. When was the first time you met Tracy? Um, prob- uh, I think 06. Um, when I left Cleveland and moved to Tennessee and breaking into business and... Uh, there's a show in Alcoa, which is Knoxville, basically, and it ran every Thursday. And uh, Bobby, is that, is that the basement? No, and, okay. and that's well. That show did move there, but at the time it wasn't there. It was at a, it was at a little building that was connected to the Green, Green Acres Flea Market, so we called it the Fleaatorium. <laughs> and uh, um, I don't know if you, I feel like you were there, Punky, but maybe you weren't. But uh, they I ran every Thursday. They went to the basement. 
But once yeah. they went in the basement, that was my jam. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that, at that time, uh, like uh, Dr. Tom, Bobby Eaton, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, those guys were always around. Um, and so that's where I met Tracy at. And uh, that's why, like, there was a lot of guys in that Knoxville area. Some of them are still around, but some of them aren't. But, like, even the guys that, like, didn't have bodies were never going to be on TV. Everybody knew how to fucking work because all those guys were around here. It's probably too late, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, normally we keep it a little PG. Sorry, I should have warned you that before we came on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know me. I can't help it. But, uh, um, yeah, but but everybody could work. And that was just because those guys were always around. They just, you know, they didn't talk down to your, you know, screaming shit. They would just tell you, you know, hey, man, you know, whatever it is. Well, that's not true. Tracy screamed at me one time, but it was, it was my fault, but I learned. Um, but yeah, that's about the time that uh, I met him. It's probably '06, and then hey, knock it off. Sorry, that's my dog. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, but I would see Tracy. I mean, all the time, really, up until no matter what I was doing, um, I would always run into him somewhere. You know, he was always all around. You remember Bunks? You know, whether you were in Indiana or Kentucky or Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, anywhere. You know, you run into him, Ohio. He used to go to Cleveland all the time, and. Uh, work up there and he was just always around and he was the best and he was i just loved hanging out get, you know cutting up with him too and like he uh i would always say like if i had money and start my own promotion i would hire tracy just to hang out you know what i mean in the back you know he always said tell him what am i supposed to do what do you want me to do you know nothing hang out be you um <laughs> he was the best but yeah yeah about oh six so probably i guess that's almost 15 years wow yeah, yeah, right, right at it. Yeah, uh, I, I mentioned or before you came on that I always thought Tracy was the best teacher. Like that, yeah. that's what yeah. he did. He would take you aside in the in the back, and he never he never left left you feeling like you were terrible. You know what I mean? He's like he, he would always give you hope and he'd tell you what you could work on, but it, it was never he was never a hey kid, burn your boots guy. No, yeah, it was always, you know, he'd be like, hey, that's good, you can keep doing it, I mean, I, you know, I'm just telling you, dude, like, maybe, maybe try it this way, you know what I mean, I mean, maybe it might not work, maybe your way's better, I'm just saying, maybe try it this way a little bit, and I think it'll work like that, you know what I mean, yeah, it was really, it was a build, break, build style, it wasn't, like, you know, guys I played, uh, when I played, like, Jamie's football in the 80s, and <laughs> it wasn't like those guys, <laughs> it was a lot more positive than, uh, you know, yeah, he wasn't a burnt boots guy. There's plenty of those. He was one of the few veterans that wasn't like that. You know, um, a lot of the veterans around that time, you were breaking around that time too, right? I mean, a lot of those veterans at that time, it could be brutal. Mm. You know, kick your ass in the ring or you know, whatever. You <laughs> brutal, know what I mean? like brutal ain't the word for that. <laughs> Some of those guys are just, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old, old Quentin broke in in, uh, in in around '92, right? Quentin, '91, '92, yeah. Yeah, so so he he got to be around a lot of those guys who were just like, yeah. "Hey, I could quit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. I heard it a lot in my early years. '92, <laughs> Q Q double is vintage. '92. <laughs> That was, 92 was like the year I got out of high school. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Let me really so old. <laughs> that just means you're vintage, man. You aged well. You aged like fine wine. It's All right. Like, that's that's a, well, that sounds better. Old. We'll go like that, then. Yeah, I'm just saying you're a classic. <laughs> you're a classic ain't bad. You know what I mean? They call you old. 
Tracy get hot anyway. Yeah. Get hot at that. Don't call me an old man. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? The, the biggest rib on that, though, is I, I knew that story, and like I'd seen him go off on people for calling him old, and then I'm wrestling him one night, and he, he goes, spit on me and call me an old man, and I go, what? <laughs> you, think, you think you're getting set up, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he goes, spit on me and call me an old man, and I did it, and as soon as he spun me around in the corner, I was petrified. <laughs> yeah. He thought the backfist was coming. <laughs> yeah, watch, the, watch that backfist. Yeah, watch the backfist, daddy. That back, yeah. that backfist was either sweet or murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you you couldn't miss it. Um, <laughs> me and me and Schultz are talking about that because you know, Schultz is a, is a smother's baby too. I mean, he's got kids everywhere, and, and not literal kids for those of you who don't know who are listening. Yeah, he's but not like, Jamie Dundee. Yeah, no. Um, oh God! No, no, he, no, he to Jamie, you know, but he'll tell you that. But uh, uh, you know, Sean was talking about that too. He goes, he started talking for his teeth in the ring. He was hot, and you knew that thing was coming, and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew you were in trouble. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, think about even just look at like even just look at Twitter, like people from all parts of the business, regardless of generation, company, anything. Like, everybody's like, man, that's the first veteran I ever worked with. He was the best on me so much. Like, nobody had anything bad to say about him. You know what I mean? And it's, it shows how, how big his reach was. You know, that he was just, like like I was saying before, he was always there. You would always see him, and it was the best time. You know, every time you saw him. And there's so many one-liners that I quote constantly, but people, you know, there's a lot of people that don't get them. Um, <laughs> they don't get what I'm doing, but, you know, uh, he's, he's probably the most quotable guy in the business as far as, like, people in the business, not so much fans, you know, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he was uh, he was the best. I love smothers. He'd do anything for you. You know, literally give you the shirt off his back. Literally, not figuratively, literally. Yeah. He, he did that to me one night in Evansville. Uh, he was only showing up to just sell some gimmicks and hang out. And I'm in the first match, some terrible six-man. It's going awful. And, no. Uh, yeah, here. Hey, book it. Hey. And I turn around and Smuzz is at the guardrail. And he tosses me the, the old red and blue Smother shirt. And I go, wear it. I'm like, all right. Put it on, and then I immediately go in and start backfisting everybody. <laughs> yeah, it, it was yeah, it was like uh, spinach. You know, you had to pop it all the time. You had the power. Uh, yeah. If I was athletic and could hit that little back kick he used to do, I'd do that too. But you know, yeah, he smells could move in his early days too. And if you go on the WWE Network and watch some of that Smoky Mountain or the WCW and stuff, Smudge used to be able to move. Uh, he used to move when I met him. Even when I met him, and he he was probably you know technically past his prime, but like he was still in great shape, and you know, uh, you know, he was he was he was definitely he was a great worker. He um, he could rile up a crowd like no other. I actually shared that video on Facebook earlier, the one from the the wrestling show last year. Oh yeah, that one was bad. That was <laughs> you know what I mean. We were back there dying laughing because just you know he was going over the crowds. He was getting legit heat. Like he could still do that. He could rile people up. He just give them a microphone. Go here, you go Tracy. Go. What do you want me to say? Well, I, I don't know. You know he just go out there and and and, and light them up. And there's a lot of things that I still use that I learned from Tracy. You know when I do. I mean I'm not as active as I used to be, but when I am, I still use. Uh, it's probably seventy percent stuff I got from from Smothers and that's a lot of us me and Sean were talking about that I said that's like 70% of your heel it work he goes that's all of them you know but he put like his own spin on it but it was really 
it was just, you know, it was Tracy. We all do it. You do it too, Plunks. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And Chris Michael, Chase, and, you know, we, we all do oh, Chris, Chris is the worst. Chris will cut the entire Tracy promo. <laughs> well, he, well, well it'll, it'll take King Kong and Godzilla, a uh, wrestling lesson of a life, beat you up, bust you up, whole thing. Oh, yeah, I've used, uh, I've used the divorce rate going up and all that kind of stuff. But uh, me and, and Sean, we were, in, uh, we were in somewhere in Kentucky, like Somerset, with Crease. And uh, it was on like a Sunday, and that's, we came out there and Sean cut the heels, mother's promo, and then Chris came out and did the babyface one. You know what I mean? It was just automatic. We didn't tell like we talked about it. They just said, oh, we're going to do this. Isn't it great to be alive on a Sunday in Somerset, Kentucky? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but we all do this stuff. Shane Matthews, I mean, everybody. You know what I mean? We all, we all buy this stuff. And he would forget. You know, when I would see him up there, try I did that little dance gimmick, and he'd be like, I like that. Hey, where'd you get that? I'm like, you. He's like, I forgot. Well, I can't say the word he said, but he's like, I forgot my own stuff. He was also, <laughs> I was like, it's your, you know, stuff. But he, um, he, uh, yeah, he was also the only person in wrestling besides Bernie from Universal to call me Anthony. He's the only one to call me that the regular, which is actually my name, but nobody calls me that. It's fine. But uh, he was the only one to call me that. I have no idea why. I never, I never told him that. He just did it all the time. But uh, it's actually, speaking of Universal, like when I was working at TNA, uh, at Kenny to this day, every time I think we don't shake hands, he puts his fists up and I put my bag off hands up. And I'll just say, hey, can you do that? I can do this for 15 minutes. That's how we say hi to each other. Because <laughs> um, we were like trading some other stories one time or something, you know what I mean? He was like, I love that dude. He was the first time I ever talked to him. First time I ever met him is when I locked up with him in the ring. You know? Hey, kids. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, he'd, he'd ask you, uh, Quentin, I don't know if you had the same experience. He'd like ask you like just random questions during the match. Like he'd walk up with you and be like, hey, how old are you again? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what? Um, you changed, man. You changed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. You know? He's such a good kid when I met you. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I first met you, I was afraid to eat a candy bar around you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> or, or I know who you are. I used to watch you when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the best. Yeah. Jimmy J, too, Jason James, man. Those guys traveled. He traveled with his mother for at least a year or two. Longer. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, like solid, like every show Tracy was on. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many guys that can say that, though. Like I said, it doesn't matter the territory, the region, the the generation of worker, whoever it is. Like everybody, just look on, just you know, search Smothers name on Twitter, no luck, you'd be surprised, you know, or not surprised. But you know what I mean? It was just like everybody was like he was everybody's wrestling dad, basically. Yeah, so uh, I didn't actually. My I didn't say my wife uh, told me about it. That Edge put something out on Twitter about him. Uh, yeah, when they were traveling to yeah the Southern Indies. Yeah, when they back, first yeah. started out, how he helped them out, you know, big time. Yeah, and, and it sounded like a story that any of us could tell. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like it's just who he was. You know, he loved the business. He loved the boys mm-hmm. and the girls. You know, when I see the boys, I'm talking about everybody, but yeah, he loved the boys and the girls in the business. He loved yep. the business. Uh, he was the, he was the best. He would always look out for you. You know, even like that night in New York, like I said, and Stiffer had a room, but it was in Jersey City, which is only eight miles away. 
it was an eighty dollar Uber ride because it was Manhattan, not a Saturday, and he had to cross the bridge, you know. And and Doug was with us, but he was oh, in New York because he he was he he had a car, but he was staying there too because he had the MLW stuff. And his mother's just like, "Damn boys, you key, man, you know." But Jesus Christ, I just cut that in my promo eighty dollars for eight miles. You know, because <laughs> that's what he said to the crowd. You know, if Dead Lab was smart, he'd pull up the bridge, you guys all be screwed. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, wasn't it in the Evansville Coliseum? He cut the, uh, right after, like, two weeks after 9 11. Yeah. I, like, I wish those planes would have crashed right here. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. Tracy wasn't afraid to get real heat like Yeah, he did that I mean? in Nashville, too, like a, uh, like a month after it happened. He did it in Nashville. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, he didn't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't realize it until I like maybe I didn't 100 percent realize it until I started watching a bunch of his stuff. You know, you know, after after he died, but about how much stuff that I was like, I used to I used to do that too. That's where I got it. You know what I mean? Just whatever. You know about the town you were in and the way you could just instantly get heat because you know me and Sean would Sean being a Smothers kid, he'd find us a, a, a Tuesday. 200 miles away, you know, in the middle of nowhere, like, a, you know, a laundromat or something. He would find us in all these crazy, you know, towns we were never in. They didn't know who we were, and we had to get over quick. You know, it had to get them to not like us quickly, you know, and uh, all, all the time. You know, I'd be like, what, what's, I'd be trying to look it up. Like, what's the name of the promotion? He goes, I don't know. You know, it's in, you know, Doodle Pop, and the promoter's name's Mike. Michael, like, well, what's the name of the show? He's like, I don't know. Why do you care? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. What if it's her belt or something? I got to say, you know, it's the DPWX Hall of Fame belt or something. You know? um, but, uh, you know, yeah, good times. There's so many good times with Smothers. Every time I think about stories, I just laugh. Like when I called Gary, uh, Father Gary, um, Glenn for last, another Smothersism. But uh, he, uh, we ended up just like instead of being sad, we ended up like laughing about Tracy stories, you know what I mean? Because it's just best. But that's what happens, you know, when people die. It's like you know, it, it's sad, but then the good memories come. You know, and I don't know if it's standard issue in the South, but up north, when there's a funeral afterwards, we all go somewhere and get drunk and have a good time and celebrate the person and laugh about it. You know, let tell funny stories and, and stuff like that. And so that's, you know, that's kind of how you have to spin it. You know what I mean? Because you can't talk about, every time we start talking about it, I'm not sad anymore. I think it's, yeah, I'm smiling because I'm thinking of funny stuff he used to say or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's, uh, that's what, you know, that's what, that's what everybody should remember how good of a guy he was and all the crazy stuff that he gave us and all of his, uh, uh, all his material that we all ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> Blatantly. Just blatantly ripped off. Just blatantly. And he thought it was funny. If you did his stuff to him, he's time for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're on the other side of it, but ooh, I'm your champion. He'd pop for it and do it back to you and the crowd get with him. And, you know, yeah, he didn't care. He was, I'm just here hanging out. You know, <laughs> he was best. You brought up uh, uh, Jerry real quick. Uh, I had to fire Jerry Lynn one night. Oh, hush. <laughs> what, what kind of heel is that? Wait, you had to fire him. Good lord! <laughs> Can't do that. Like one of the nicest guys on the planet. Oh no! You know, there's there's plenty of douchebags wrestling. You could have done that too. <laughs> Jerry's like one of the nicest dudes ever. I know. That's you what know? I was when I was told. That's, I'm, 
Yeah. LT Falk come up and said, Tony, Tony Falk is a four of them. You're listening to LT Falk. There's a problem right there. I like LT and BT. They don't. I like them. I'm splant. But yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting in the locker room and LT comes up and goes, Dad says you have to let Jerry go today. I'm like, why don't you tell him? He's like, no, Dad said for you too. I'm like, oh, thanks. I got to go fire the nicest guy I ever met. Yeah, yeah. What a nice task. Well, at least it wouldn't. You know, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. You know. <laughs> I, was I, was go, I was going to order one egg at Bobby Eaton or something next. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, another one. Another one of the best. Right. All the old dudes, man. It's like you, 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 you realize that you were fortunate to be around a lot of those guys. You know what I mean? And. Uh, you know, they're not going to be here forever. You know what I mean? And that knowledge is just, it's just not going to be there. You know what I mean? And it's, it's wild to think of that, but it's, it's a, it's definitely the turn of the page, you know, but, uh, but, uh, you know, hug your, hug your, hug your favorite veteran next time you see him or your favorite legend. Yeah. Give Punky a big hug next time you see him. You know what I mean? <laughs> not to, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's, you know, uh, on death's waiting list. I'm just saying, you know, it's just, it, re- it makes you realize how sudden it is. But I, I know when I saw Tracy Russell last year, you know, he, I, I knew he was sick then, but, you know, he fought it for, you know, as long as he could. I mean, over a year. Yeah. To my knowledge, anyway, I was only aware of it since then, you know. But, uh, you know that was that was Tracy. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't just gonna put death over easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he fought it for you know over a year. Um, but uh, I just yeah, I regret that I didn't talk to him right before he passed. You know. Um, I, I think we all just got so used to him kicking out, man. Because Tra- Tracy was big about kicking out on two. You know what I mean? Like See, that's what I meant. I mean, he fought it for so long, and he was just he was just trained. The guys like that, for whatever reason, you just feel like they're just gonna be around forever. Yeah, and uh, I, just, I regret I didn't reach out to him. And I was going to, but it's, I, you know, I just, I regret that. But, you know, I'm sure he'll, you know, he'll, uh, he'll bash this me when I get up there to see him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you'll hear Anthony and then turn around and just get back this. And, yeah, I'll know it's him instantly. Because <laughs> you know? it's not my mother, it's Tracy. Those two people call me that. Yeah. <laughs> He always, he always had to, he never called me, he called me Jeremiah occasionally, but it was usually, hey, hey, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, hey, every time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dare you to bump, dare you to, <laughs> dare you to work with me here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> work with me here. <laughs> yeah. So Clint, what was your favorite, favorite Tracyism? Just something Tracy always said that just popped you. You be uh, you'd be sitting in the locker room and he'd be over there and like he'd be working a younger guy he'd be like you could tell the guy it's like it, it, the younger guy would be sitting there listening he, and and Tracy would look at him like we're just going to start off slow and taper off yeah start slow and taper off and, and, yeah. the, and, 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 and the kid would just look at him like just the look in their eyes were like what is that man <laughs> I know what that means I mean that means we're going to have a good time yeah. <laughs> you know, let's start slow, taper off. Yeah, that's another one. I think we've all said that, even though you know it's not true half the time. Yeah, and then we go out there and work our butts off. Exactly. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, 85 minutes, you know. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd always like when he, I'd always hear him, he'd always say that. I was like, well, yep, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's, that is a classic, Tracy, definitely, yeah. for sure. But what was yours, Tony? There were so many to choose from. Yeah, that's, that's up there, starts to love taper off. I, I'd probably, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, Jeez. Yeah, I, I don't know, but all of them, because I steal them all. But, uh, yeah, start to look You changed, man. You used to be a good kid. I don't know you anymore. Yeah. That's, I think that's the one I use the most, because I would do that even at the school sometimes when I'd be up there with Steve. But the trainees, they didn't know what I was talking about. You know what I mean? I just you used to be such a good kid. Be like, you, you've only known me three months, you know. Um, <laughs> But uh, I always enjoyed when we'd be at class and you'd bust out of Tracy and like just something, any any of Tracy's, and they'd look at you confused, and I'm dying laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just you can't help it. You don't. You realize that that the the um, I don't know. I, I know there's got to be a few. Another one is you know being past greedy. You know, hey, do this, do this, I get 15 minutes on. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if there's an all-time favorite. They're all my favorite. One I've caught myself using, whenever they put me with a spot guy, and they'll call all their stuff, and I, I can remember it after like the fourth time, but I, I need to get it put in my head. It's, uh, what is it, uh, if I'm not there, start without me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I enjoy that one. They call a big, long spot, like, all right, man, if I'm not there, just start without me. Yeah. Yeah, 
be or are they a couple of years after that? Uh, what, about what, 10. What, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, not 10, oh, but no, Wolfie was like 92, right? Yeah, I was going to say that's true because Wolfie and I are about the same age. Yeah, so, Wolfie yeah, was just a couple of years. Wolfie was 92. Yeah. Brian started in, uh, he was doing jobs on there in late 89, early 90. Under okay, hood. so he's cl he's close to start. Okay, yeah. he said, yeah, he's, he's close. And, yeah. and it's great too because it's humble pie, Tracy, baby face. Oh yeah, and we had, baby face. Yeah, we had, we actually said uh, I actually said to Quentin on one of the past interviews is like it, it's so funny that that is going to be like the guy who cuts the most scathing heel promos ever. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Right, right now, he's sitting here with Lance Russell. He's like, well, thank you, Mr. Russell. You know, I'm going to go up there and try my hardest. And yeah. Dead, and he, dead gummit, I'm going to give my best and just... <laughs> <laughs> and, and 15 years later, Osama bin Laden should have put those plates right here. He just punched me right in the mouth. That was a... It's all coming back to me, too, like so much chess. Uh, oh, pulled my hair, pulled my tights, punched me in the mouth. I fought somebody last. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he'd take like a hip toss. Back. He just broke my back. He'd put powder out. <laughs> you know, we were, he just broke my back. You're talking about the, uh, JP, you're talking about the, just the bubblegum baby face that, you know, we've been watching. And then somebody posted yesterday that uh, <laughs> Tracy at the, uh, the Juggalos gimmick thing. At the oh, beginning. God, I saw that, yeah. And it was like, yeah. for, he went from that to that. It's like, that's talent to be, you know, to to be able to just turn yourself from the biggest white meat baby face, you know, just wholesome to, <laughs> they wanted to kill him. <laughs> well, he, he knew the he knew the crowd, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's one just, of those things where you, yeah. where you learn to, to, to work where you are. Yeah, he you know, so where good. are you? that's what you're going to do, you know what I mean? And even, you know, when we would sit under the Smothers tree and then be Sean and Travis would go to Chicago and they would do a national match, they would just do it at 80 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Just because, you know, they just want to see fast shit. And, you know, that's it. They want to go, oh, you're not really going for real reactions. You just come for that pop. You just change where you're at. That's another thing we learned from Tracy. Yeah. You know, to tell them the opposite of what you want them to do. You know, know, know your audience. Where are you? What do you have to be? Do you have to be? Leave it to, to, to Beaver. To, see, I held that one back. You got to be leave it to Beaver or you got to be, you know, the, you know, talk make it live jokes. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to be. And the jungles, clouds like that are easier. They're always, they're almost easier to fire up than yeah. like a regular wrestling audience. You know what I mean? That they think they, they're in on the joke. Yeah. And you kind of flip it on them and it's, it's kind of easy. I've been in that position before with crowds like that up north and stuff like that. And it's, a lot of times it's easy to kind of just flip it. They're almost easier to work into to actual heat, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm just not giving them anything. You know what I mean? You want heels to stand and fight? I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever you don't want me to say, you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know, you just kind of, it's, it's almost easier to rile those crowds yeah. up because they just think, they think they're smart. They're only yeah. smart to what we smart them up to. And, uh, you know what I mean? I, I'm the worker. You're the, you're the idiot that paid to come see me. So yeah. it's, it's just a different, 
you know, but yeah, that's yeah, that's a good video. Tracy getting the people throwing stuff he at picked, him. He picked up that barrel and swung yeah, that barrel in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I as a young man bought that DVD. It was the Bloody Mania DVD, and uh, he wrestled he wrestled Ron Killings that night, and he did, got that heat for like ten or fifteen minutes. Just throwing stuff. And then Rod Killings comes out, hits a scissor kick, pins Tracy, and then Tracy goes back. It's hilarious. Yeah, that was the match? That's all that. That's excellent. You're, you know, the, the big face doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. It's done for them. No yeah. matter who, I could have came out dressed like Pee Wee Herman. They would have popped nuclear for me. Like yeah. I was Hogan in 87. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> like it's, that's, you know, that's, again, you know, he's getting, you know, it's part of the part of the job. Yeah. Part of the what his job was there to do. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. You start figuring that stuff out, or you, you, know, you stop. Yeah, I wish some of the guys today would learn some more of that, just so they don't have to retire at thirty-two because they can't walk. Yeah, and just kind of slow down and work a little. You know what I mean? And just kind of start slow and taper off, kid. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of that. There's there's an art to it. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> It's uh, Tracy had master of the art. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Come on, Maggie, get out of here. <laughs> Tracy also had the the legendary warm up routine. Oh yeah, shadow boxing and those little short push ups. Yeah, little, little tai chi. Yeah. Uh, then what was it? It was a uh, an orange half a protein bar. Uh, yeah. he, he always had a, he had a ritual, and it was it was tremendous. <laughs> well, the last time I saw him, he actually was carrying some little bitty dumbbells in his bag. He started carrying them with him. Is he still doing that? Uh, he he was uh he was in the D, last time I saw him, he was in the DDP yoga phase. So he'd be doing some DDP yoga in the back. Well, this was like. Last time I worked on the show was like, it was like 08, and he had he has these little dumbbells. He, he did all the other stuff, and then he took out some little dumbbells and curled them a little bit and threw them back in his bag. <laughs> I can't remember the last show I did with him was. I feel like it might have been one of those Nashville Fair shows. or I mean, I've seen him, but I'm trying to think of the last show that I was on with him. I just can't remember. I know he did those three pro shows for Riley at the fairgrounds. Remember, he... He's gonna oh, yeah. re wrestle a bear and some kid in a bear suit. Yep. Um, I can't remember though now. It's kind of escaping uh, me a little bit. My, my years are just jumbled to hell. I, I yeah. think my last one with him was Hartford, Kentucky. Um, I had done, I believe I had done a mixed tag match tagging with Brittany. Uh, and then he was working at the main. And, you know, he's always wants a second, right? Yeah. I always want somebody out there with him. And he had me and Brittany both manage him that night. Yeah. And I it, was, was, it was great. Brittany had no no idea how to, like, pull cues or anything. Mm -hmm. So Tracy's, like, giving her a cue. And she's like, uh, I'm like, go over here. Go over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh. I was yeah, I was supposed to do that with him on that Bobby Eaton show that Sigmund helped put together. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. I was supposed to be out there with him, but that was I got that's when I ended up working that NWA taping, so I had to cancel off it. But that was supposed to be me and Tracy I forget what we were doing. I just remember Tracy was supposed to be with me. Yeah. 
I, I think I was with you on that NWA taping. Mm, yeah, that's the one I was down with you. Yeah. Yeah, that one or the next one. Were you there when I was Mom's store? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, but, but I did watch that, and that was tremendous. Did you see that, Quentin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. I died. <laughs> I well, died. you know, I still had to, you know, stage managed production system, whatever. So I'm in that outfit all day, walking around, <laughs> talking to people. You know what I mean? And then I, I, I was like method acting all day because I was trying to catch it, and I didn't want to lose it because I had hours before I had to do it. It was like in the middle of the second show or whatever. And so I just kept doing it to people. Hello, Joseph. You know, Montana, come here. You know, I've kind of lost it now, but I had it, and I didn't want to lose it. So I just kept talking like that. And, uh, oh, I wish I would have been there. But it's, you know, but it's wrestling. So who's, you know, people just, they're just like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sure you're doing something stupid. You know what I mean? Like, just, <laughs> it's, it's not like any other you know, business where people be like, what is happening? They're just like, oh, yeah. uh, okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I had to do that all Because I was trying to do the, the, have you ever seen Psycho 2? Not 2, no. Oh, okay. Well, there's, you know, he's, his mother's voice the whole time. He stuck me in the fruit cellar, so you think I'm fruity? You know, I was trying to get that voice, and I ended up sounding, <laughs> I kind of channeled Monty Python a little bit, and that's what ended up happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Eric Idle, when he was dressed up like a woman, is what it, it instead happened. Um, you know, so, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Was good. So yeah, no, that was yeah the one that you were with. Man, that was the one that took the place of that. Yeah, right, right after, uh, right after WrestleCon. Yeah. So and, and then he said the he said the last time we saw him was was that WrestleCade, right? I feel like that is the last time I saw him in person. Yeah, I believe that was the last time I saw him in person as well. Yeah. Well, well I, think I mean, what's from the, that. Once the zombie flu happens, you know what I mean? It's like nothing's yeah. really been happening. So it's, I haven't really seen barely anybody um, come to think of it. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, that was pro- that probably was the last time I saw him in person. Yeah, it was Russell Kate. Gwen, uh, have you seen the pictures from that? Like, have you seen Tracy, how he looked at that, that yeah. period? Yeah. So I, I hadn't seen him before that, so I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, Tony, I don't know if you had or not. No, I hadn't, but I saw him. I was uh, uh, parking the car. I was doing something. I set up the game money table, and I was like parking the car, and I ran into him in the in the carport and saw him. And I just he didn't. I mean, he didn't look terrible, but he, he didn't look like Tracy. You know, I could tell he wasn't well, but I didn't put it over. I just I was hey man. He's like, hey man, what's happening? I'm just hanging out. I'm trying to get over there. Damn convention, you know. <laughs> I was like, walk with me. I'll get you over. There. I know. I know where it is. Um, I think it was the no hair, which was the most striking. I think. Yeah, you know, when he, 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 yeah, he had a hat on, but you could tell that yeah, he didn't have any hair. But you know, he he wouldn't he, he wouldn't put you know I didn't put it over too much. Acted like there was nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, I have a great story from that. Uh, we're, we're standing with him at the convention. We're in the middle of the convention. It's not before it is open, and. Somebody in my party, I'm not going to say who, may have had a vape pen of something, uh, and Tracy asked to partake, and we're expecting Tracy to like go out back. No, right in the middle of the convention. Right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I said, Tracy, ain't going to go back? He's like, what are they going to do, man? I'm like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, sure. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Come on, man. Uh, (laughs) Gotta love it. What are they going to do? God damn, kid. What are they going to do? I bought a bear. Three bears. You did? They did? Yeah. Shoot, wrestle the bear? Something else. He's a... I don't know that I could do that. Well, I guess pay out would depend, but, you know, I really would want to. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You know, that was Tracy. You didn't care. Come on. I'll kick that bear's ass. You know? <laughs> he wouldn't you work with me. He wouldn't work with me, Tom. He wouldn't work with me. You know? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was watching one of them. I can't remember. I think it was the Continental one. And yeah. he, he actually, like, backtripped the bear. Like, he took the bear down legit. Yeah, that's the one I think that's the most accessible to find is the one from, hey, Maggie, get tell your mom. That's the one that's like the most accessible. Is the one from uh, Continental. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that was circulating recently. Yeah, I think it was after that. Um, I stumbled across an article right after that. Uh, I can't remember what if it was. I don't think it was the Birmingham paper. It was one of the papers in Alabama. Where no, actually, what it was Mississippi. Um, because they were running, because I think they were supposed to take, bring it back in the, into, uh, I think it was Hattiesburg or Jackson that Continental was running, and they were going to bring it back later, and uh, and they, uh, was like, the, the the biggest stink about it, you know, and it was basically last, he was like one of the last person to ever wrestle a bear, and, but yeah, it was like this big thing where, uh, where they were uh, basically saying that they weren't going to let Continental come back into Mississippi if if uh, they do it again. It was just this big old article about if Tracy Russell and that bear and how you know how bad it was for the bear. And I was thinking, shoot, I mean, that, yeah, it's really bad for the bear. I mean, but, well, pulling a page from Tracy's book, Shane Williams did that. Years later, it knocks. Oh God! Yeah, that really was really a bear. It wasn't really a bear. He pumped it up like that. People bought tickets, and he was walking around with jeans on, the gloves. And people were like, "Good luck." He goes, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna need it," you know. And yeah, it was just some kid came out in the bear outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and people really got mad at Shane for that. I thought I wasn't there, but I like, I you know, I saw it like on the internet. Just it, it was, I thought it was hysterical. But like, like there were like some of the guys on the show were out about it. Like the ref jumped out of the ring and the announcer quit on the spot. It was so ridiculous, but it was like. I, I pop for it because that's just, you know, it's just tremendous. <laughs> like, really, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right, Plugs? Oh, no, absolutely. I've seen the video. It, it, it is tremendous. People are yeah. high. Yeah. But that's, honestly, you know, Shane's, you know, he's old school. Again, same same teachers, you know what I mean? He's just trying to get some, So you know. people actually <laughs> quit that worked the show? Yes, what I'm not crap. kidding. I wish I, I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, actually, I don't wish I was because it makes the funny that much better. But, yeah, you know, it does. Like, it actually, yeah. you know, yeah. And uh, who's the mark, right? And then like, uh, but there, yeah, fans are super hot. Everybody bought tickets to see Shane Williams wrestle a bear. You know, so <laughs> like, he had a T-shirt on that said "A Bear." Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. He, he uh, no, this was like oh nine or oh eight. Cause Shane was he was doing 
that's because he was still working like Nashville with us and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so we would see him because I think we saw him right after that, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it was probably, what was it, eight, nine, somewhere in there? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. You know, Tracy did something similar um, at this, this show, and I don't, I'm somewhere in Indiana. Uh, it's, it's called well, Old Wrestling. And they they pumped up uh, that Tracy's mother would be wrestling a bear, and they had brought a dude out in a bear outfit, and it was it was tremendous. Yeah, that's the the, the Riley show, right? Oh no, he did this at a promotion called Old Wrestling in Indiana. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a O L D E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they would like they tape everything in black and white. Everyone's entrance music would be played by like an old school band. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, like AK or somebody worked that and was like geared up like she was old or something. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're all wearing like, you know, pinup outfits or the girls yeah. are wearing, or, or the girls are all dressed like Thunder Kitty or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> tremendous. Yes. Good times. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> but, yeah, That's man. It's, it, this has been a, it's, it's been a rough couple days, but it's all like, I find myself, I'll, I'll watch, and I, I don't know if anybody else is experiencing it, I'll watch videos of Tracy, and I'll start to cry, and then Tracy will do something that's so Tracy. <laughs> and this is, that's the only way I can describe it. And I'll just yeah. die laughing. And you can't be sad, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's as soon as I turn them on, I'm smiling. As soon as I see them, you know what I mean? I'm already just the back city. <laughs> and he's doing one of the dances. I'm laughing thinking about it. You know, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I've watched a lot of old stuff. You just, uh, but that's, you know, again, that's, that's kind of what happens sometimes when people die, even like a, you know, a singer from an old punk band, I used to listen to died not that long ago. It was the same thing. I went and found a bunch of those old records that I haven't listened to forever, and they sounded better than ever. Uh, you almost have a different appreciation for stuff once it's taken from you. Even though we all knew how great Tracy was, you just go back and relive it, just, you know. It's uh, it's almost better than it was the first time around. Even when you know what's coming, you know it's still the best. Um, you know, I, I've so. always marveled marveled how well Tracy went from like you know you got to think like young Tracy through the till the mid nineties was a hundred percent serious wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just you know, I'm a babyface usually, sometimes heel, but I'm a babyface, and then. You know, from the FBI on, yep. Tracy became so adept at not only being a heel, but putting some of the best comedy in his matches. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he could do it all. He could do it all. He was well-rounded. He could do anything. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, it was like that ECW <laughs> run is what, it, you know, I think because I think it was the time, you know, it, before it wouldn't have been, you know, an ECW. It was so different. So I think he just like he ran with it. He had the opportunity to do it. Yeah, but it, you know, the F, the FBI wasn't even. It, but it wasn't like they were just. You know, it's it, it's weird because I've never fashioned it after this. But like my Paisans group in Clarksville, you know, I, you could probably equate it to the FBI, even though that wasn't my intention. But it's the same kind of thing. We're like, we're goofy. We're the comedy of the show, but it's not like, ha ha, get it. 
you know, uh, style comedy. You know, we don't, uh, you know what I mean? We don't break like the fourth wall and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, we're just, we're just buffoons. And that's kind of how the FBI was. They were just oblivious. That's what, that was, you know, part of what made it funny. So they were just oblivious. The FBI, nobody was Italian except for Nunzia. Yeah. Little Guido, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like my group. Nobody's Italian but me and, and well, and Trey is half Italian. You know, but uh, everybody else is just, I escape my nickname. But, uh, um, I was Italian for a night. Yeah, that's right, see? <laughs> and we, 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 we did yeah, Jerry Plunkerino. Um, <laughs> And, uh, uh, well, Kazina, but then he got, you know, then he left for New Zealand and never returned. Uh, yeah, he's, he's over doing squats and eating Chonko. Yeah, yeah. If there's any TNT fans here, that is not a, uh, that is not a, that's not a rib. He really did go to New Zealand. Um, <laughs> he didn't get deported, like we said, but he, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was kind of the FBI. It was, it was, it wasn't. You know, it was comedy, but it wasn't like, ha get it. It didn't, you know what I mean? It didn't insult the audience. Because um, there's a lot of that wrestling, which some of it's good, but I mean, sometimes it's too much, ha get it, you know? Yeah. Um, don't keep nudging and winking at me. You know what I mean? I think it's funnier. It's not. I get it. It's just, you know. <laughs> well, and these, you know, at the FBI, you know, on ECW, it was that, but when it was time to go in the ring, they went, you know, they could go. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, my crew can go too. We just, you know, lose all the time. <laughs> I'm really the only true comic element of the group, you know, if you think about it. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, it was, it was entertaining, but it, it was, it was definitely some funny stuff. But yeah, I mean, like you said, you Tracy, he could adapt to anything and do anything. Well, we, well, guys, I'll just look down and we got like two minutes, two more minutes for it cuts off on us. So, uh, oh. We're up against the clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Anchor. Anchor only gives you an hour. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't mean to chew up all your time. No, no, but, that's uh, fine. Uh, yeah, dude, Tony, thank you so, so much for joining us and sharing some thoughts about Tracy, man. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, awesome. it, yeah. so much. I, I requested it. <laughs> so let me call in, man, like you're Casey Kasem or, you know. <laughs> yeah, call it in. Talk about the, the top 40, but yeah, I mean, good stuff. Um, I'll bounce and let you guys wrap it up, but uh, uh, it was good times, and hopefully I'll see you soon, Plucky. Oh, yeah, you will, buddy. Um, and speaking of that, uh, November 21st, uh, we're still doing sellout for Smothers in Grimsley, Tennessee. Uh, That's right, me and Frankie Pizzarella will be there. Uh, all proceeds are uh, are going to the, uh, the the funeral expenses and and any lingering medical expenses of uh, Tracy's mother. So please come out. I'll put, I'll post all the information to that show uh, on our social media. All right, we might even get a Q double appearance there. Are you gonna do a dive or something, Quinn? Uh, you know what? I'm actually might come out of the house for this one. Look yeah, at that. Look at that. That's the worst price of mission right there. There you go. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you coming on here tonight. and we, we really do appreciate it, brother. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Take care, Tony. See ya. Hello, wrestling fans. Uh, we want to once again thank uh, the 98-pound big mouth, Tony Lucasio, for sharing his stories of Tracy Smothers with us. Um, and hey, guys. Uh, so obviously now... Uh, we were last week. We were raising money to try to help Tracy and his medical bills. Um, well, sadly, the uh, the goal has changed, um, but we're still trying to put together 
uh, some funds to help tra- Tracy's funeral expenses uh, and any uh, lasting medical bills. Um, so if you go over to the Territorial Wrestling Review uh, page on Facebook, and actually I believe it's the No Budget Podcast Network. Um, so I'm sorry, No Budget Podcast Center. Hey, don't worry about it. I mess it up every time too. <laughs> uh, tagged at the top of the page uh, we'll have links to the GoFundMe for Tracy's Mothers um, we'll have links to Tracy's Pro Wrestling Tees page um, and then also if you are in the area of Grimsley, Tennessee on Saturday, November 21st uh, Mid-South Wrestling Association uh, will be running Sellout for Smothers a benefit event where everything made, every penny uh, we'll go to, you know, help the uh, the final arrangements for the Wild Out Southern Boy Tracy Smothers. Uh, already set to appear on that show, uh, we have the N- former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Jax Dane, Impact Star Crazy Steve, Women of Wrestling Star Jesse Bell Smothers, and former WWF Star Duke the Dumpster Jose. Um, all seats are ten dollars for that event. Uh, doors open at six. Bell time is seven thirty. Uh, it's at the one twenty seven Performing Arts Center at four eight six five South York Highway in Grimsley, Tennessee. Uh, if you can make that event, we'd love to have you there. If you cannot, please visit one of the links pinned at the top of the No Budget Podcast Center's page um, and just you know, donate to help uh, the family of Tracy Smothers out. It'd be greatly appreciated. About what part of uh, Grimsley, and where that kind of give a ballpark area for people listening? Um, so Grimsley, Tennessee, uh, from what I saw on the map, looks to be about twenty miles from Crossville, Tennessee, uh, off exit uh, off uh, I twenty. Excuse me, I forty. Okay, it's so on the Nashville side of Crossville. Uh, no, it's about due north of Crossville. So it's past Crossville? No, it's, uh, I'm saying straight north. It's almost lined up directly with Crossville. Okay. So you, you have a say, but you don't, if you're coming from Nashville, you don't pass Crossville to go to it, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I believe you get off on the Crossville exit. Okay. All right. Got you. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure I've never been, but just from looking at the map, it yeah. looks like that's the exit you get off of. Okay. You get off of one of the Crossville exits. Okay. That'd be, that's okay. That's cool. Uh, so I, I, I was just trying to think of if it was, you know, on the Knoxville side of Crossville or on the Nashville side. Basically, it's right there above it, basically, area. Yeah, from, from what I saw on the map, okay. that's the way it looked, yeah. All right, cool. All right, that's cool. So, yeah, so like I said, I don't even know where Grimsley was at, so I had, you had to ask you earlier, so I know some people listening might, you know, wonder where Grimsley's at, so uh, give them a little, little uh, idea. So, it, it's not really... If it's off the interstate, it, you know, it ain't that far. So, I mean, it, it's, it should be easy to find, um, especially nowadays with, with Google. <laughs> Google yeah. Maps. And, with, the, with the GPS, we're not all uh, still stuck with our Rand McNally's. Hey, Rand McNally never let a man down. <laughs> now, now, Ricky Martin will say that Tommy Reed will let you down some... On some directions out of Shelbyville, Tennessee, but Ray McNally will never let you down. <laughs> anyway. No, and, and, and I'll say this, uh, knowing firsthand, uh, he still has a Rand McNally in his car. I'm sure all the old boys do. Like, and I asked 
asked him, like, don't you have a GPS? He goes, yeah, oh, I have a GPS. I still like to know where I'm going, Bubba. Hey, Ram, uh, telling you, Ram McNair is the way to go because GPS sometimes will get you a little, little scattered there. Didn't you tell me about getting you lost in Mississippi or somewhere one time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that that was rough there for a little bit. Yeah. So Ram McNally, that's the old standby. It's still there. <laughs> All right. We're so off. <laughs> hey, it's what it is, you know. It's just one of those nights. Um, so you know, it's on the stories. Uh, I got a little story to throw in. When you're talking about, um, you said Tracy told you to come out to the ring, right? And wherever um, you're talking the story about a town you was working. Oh, to be his his manager. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have a story about that. Uh, like I said, we're not—it's we're not formatting or anything. We're just throwing stuff out. So we were in Lebanon, Tennessee. I want to say it was winter of ninety-five. I want to say winter ninety-five, ninety-six. it was ninety-six early. Late 95, early 96s. Um, Mo and Mabel ran Lebanon, Tennessee at the Armory. Um, I was good friends with two of their, their, their boys that worked for them. Uh, one of my, uh, well, one of them I trained with, uh, Shabba Shabazz, Arnold, and then, um, uh, gosh, Ronnie, I can't remember, Ronnie Pillow, I can't remember what his name was. Omega, maybe, or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, Ronnie was always like, man, he he, he got me booked on those, those Mo Mabel shows. So we get there. It's Lebanon. Man, they had maybe 15 people. I worked, I think, the first, second match. I can't remember who I worked. I can't remember who I worked. Um, so I was sitting there. I didn't got dressed. I was sitting there, you know, just sitting there, just chilling out, you know. And Tracy's sitting there. He's like, I can see he was sitting there thinking about something. He and his music comes on. He looks. He goes, Quentin. I was like, Yeah, what's up, buddy? He said, Come on. I said, Huh? He said, Come on out here with me. Let's go have some fun. I said, There's only 15 people out there, Trace. He said, I know we're gonna have some fun. Come on. I said, All right. I guess I'm coming with you then. <laughs> and I was like, You know, I went out there and we entertained 15 people. <laughs> That was the first time he he had just started working heel in this area. He usually was always babyface, and that was remember that was one of the, that's when he first started working heel um, around the you know the Middle Tennessee area. But uh, yeah, you know I was like, wow, you know, he um, he uh, <laughs> yeah he was he you know I look back as he didn't have to do that you know. And, uh, no, he didn't at all. And he just wanted to have fun, man. Yeah. Like, Tra Tracy loved to have fun. And he knew that, you know, there was only 15 people out there, and and he could, you, when there was, you know, everybody knew this was a bad night. There was like 15 people out there. But he was going to make the best of it, you know. And so he he took me out there with him, and 
you know, we had a blast. <laughs> so I just, you know, I just remember that, you know, because I mean, it was like he, his music was playing. He was at the door. He just looked back and saw me. He's like, come on, Quinn. I was like, huh? <laughs> you know? And I was like, there's only 15 and, people. And that's, and that's usually what it would be too, man. When, uh, he had me and Brittany go out with him, you know, and Brittany, uh, I, I know it didn't give any con- context. Brittany was one of the, the, the students in our school. You know, she had probably had a dozen matches at the time. Is it Garcia, Brittany Garcia? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you know, greener and grass. Yeah. Um, and she's like, what are we doing? And I'm like, ah, oh, Tracy will tell us. Yep. Yeah, it's like, cause I didn't know finish or nothing. But I knew, well, hey, I didn't need to know it's Tracy. I just follow his lead, you know? <laughs> and if, if I remember right, Tracy is wrestling J.D. Thunder. Okay. And... Tracy is calling that match, giving us Iggy's. I mean, he's being the the best ring general he can be. Yeah. He's telling everybody where to be, when to be there, what to do. Yep. And, and it, it was it was tremendous. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Oh, God. Uh, I I was debating on telling the story. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to. Um. And you were actually here that night. Uh, so this is when I had my opportunity to wrestle Kojima. Mm. Um, they had brought Tracy in to be my coach, my trainer. Uh, and we had, we had shot some vignettes um, on off days. Um, and I found out that Tracy was coming down there for peanuts just to help me out. Yeah. Um, so he was managing me that night. He was in my corner. You know, he, he was my coach. So before that night, and Tracy took it extremely seriously. Like, as much as him being in my corner was a work to get me a rub, it was also he saw an opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about Tracy's pre-match rituals. Um, so Tracy would, uh, yeah, Tracy would do the orange, right? He always in an orange. So I'm sitting here stretching, and Tracy comes up with half an orange, and he goes, hey, man, Eat, eat half of this, it'll give you energy. I didn't see, it'll get you going. You need it for the match. Okay, Tracy, thank you. Eat the orange. Yeah. Go back to stretching. And if you remember that night, like I wasn't my normal self in the locker room. No. I was trying to, I was trying to really focus. Yeah. Um, comes back up with half, half a protein bar. Hey man, eat this. It'll, it'll give you energy. Uh, you know, and you need some protein. You need something on your stomach. Yeah. Okay, cool. I eat half a protein bar. Stretching, I'm doing squats now and stuff like that. Trace comes up with a bottle of water and, and a pill. And he goes, Here, take this. And I go, What is it? He goes, It's half a lore tab. It'll loosen you up and it'll give you energy out there. Trust me. And you know what I did? I trusted Tracy Smothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was debating on telling that, but you know, Tracy had to prescribe to him and what are they going to do, right? Yeah. But, uh, but Tracy was legit, man. Like, Tra- Tracy cared about me and the opportunity that I was getting so much that not only did he come down there for, for peanuts on what Tracy's mother should have been making. Yeah. But he was legit hitting me up on the internet, giving me advice. When we did those training sessions, yes, there were work stuff to be taped or whatever. Yeah. But then between takes, he would give me legitimate advice. On, on things to do, um, he, he cut a he cut a go home promo 
for me that I watched the other day and shared on my Facebook. Yep. And it made me cry. Um, and I remember watching him do it and doing it live. And, and he compared me to a young Chris Candido. Yeah. And so I remember after it joking around with Tracy and go, hey, man, I think you laid it on a little thick calling me a young Chris Candido. And with all seriousness in his eyes, he looked at me. He goes, I really think that, kid. Yeah. And I almost cried then, and I, I, I'm darn near about to cry now. Yeah. Tracy was the most caring person that that I think I've ever run across in wrestling. And he had no, he had nothing to gain from me. Yeah. He had nothing to gain from helping Chris Hero. He had nothing to gain from helping helping CM Punk, from helping Cole Cabana, from helping Chuck Taylor, from helping Ricochet, uh, from helping Pac. Uh, God, I'm trying to go through all the people. Well, Tracy Chris, well Chris Candido, remember? Because... Because yeah, Cornette said he didn't know what to, he didn't know what to do with Candido, remember? Yeah, Candido, Brian Danielson, like all these people owe owe so much. Uh, Chris Jericho, Lance Storm, like so. Think, think about that. Like Tracy was this guy helping out the young guys in the nineties. Yeah. Right? And, and in the early to mid-90s. Yeah. And these people that you're seeing on TV today owe that to Tracy Smothers because I guarantee every other old-school guy, or I won't say every, most old-school guys that they worked with who were names at that time were just worried about when they go out there with them about getting through the match and getting their payoff and going home. Selling some pictures, maybe. Yeah. Tracy Smothers went out there, and he worked with them, and he shined them up. Everybody talks about the, if I hear Tracy sucks one more time, everybody dies. And that's not entirely true. Yeah, that, that's part of the promo. But usually it was, I don't want to hear no Tracy sucks, Tracy sucks. And if I hear, you know, We'll, we'll use hero. If I hear a go, Chris, go, go, Chris, go, I'm going to go out there and slap each and every one of you individually and commit ultra mega mass homicide. So, yeah, Tracy sucks is going to get chanted, but he wanted them to chant go, Chris, go. He wanted to get his opponent over. Yeah. He wanted to leave them better. And when he still could and his body held up to it, Tracy would bump everywhere for you. Yep. Um, I remember one night in, in Millersville, Tennessee, it's myself and Drew Haskins, and we're working with Tracy Smothers and Hot Rod Biggs, two guys that I love to death. Hot Rod had already worked once um, when I was coming back to tag with Tracy. Uh, Tracy has, was having really bad hip problems at the time. Um, it used to be when he was going through this, it was kind of what I did. I would stretch Tracy's hip before matches. He'd lay on the ground, I'd stretch it back and forth, and then I'd pop it sometimes when I could, you know, just trying to help Tracy out. Yeah. And this particular night, it just, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't pop, it wouldn't give him any relief, right? 
And me and Drew both tell Tracy, like, Tracy, don't worry about it. You know, and Rod's even telling him. Rod's like, listen, man, I'll work most of the match. It's cool. Sit on the apron. You're hurting. What do you got to prove? Tracy's like, no. Tracy goes to the ring, says, give me the microphone. And he's cutting his promo, right? Mm -hmm. And the whole time he's cutting it, he's stretching. He's stretching his hip, getting yeah. heat, stretching his hip, getting heat. Because he wanted to go out there. And he's called this crazy match. Right? Like, Tracy will put together a match. Yeah. And it will be action-packed. And I'll be doggone if he didn't work 75% of that match once he got that hit stretched out. Yeah. And then came to the back, apologized to us because he couldn't do more. That is insane to me. Yeah. And and that night we looked at Tracy and we said, Tracy, you didn't have to do anything. You could have cut that promo, let Rod do the work, and been done. And we'd have all been fine with it. Yeah. And he goes, no. No, I'm here to help you guys get better. How many people would have done that? Man, usually it's, hey, man, my knee's acting up. I'm going to sit on the apron. Yep. You know, I'll tag in and do a few things. Not Tracy. Tracy's like, let me just warm it up. Let me warm it up. And it took him a good 10-minute promo. Yeah. But you must believe that whole time he's cutting that promo, the people are booing him and cussing him. Yeah. And he's getting us more over. And then he gets it warmed up enough. And he starts. He took the hot tag. He insisted on it. He insisted on he be the guy to take the hot tag and take the finish. Yeah. There's not one more giving person in this business than Tracy Smothers was. Yeah. And I will miss him until my dying day. Yeah. That's like uh, the same time period I saw a match. It was, I can't remember who he was teaming with. It was him and somebody. They were working IOU. And man, he was working his butt off. And is this the one where he beat up Doug Markham? I can't remember. I just remember him. He was just really uh, just working his butt off, and um, you can say he was just he was trying to get them boys over, you know, and just work, just bumping and just working, working hard, really, really hard. Um, and I saw him like a few weeks later in Tullahoma. At Spitshine's uh, benefit show, and I told him, I said, "Man, Tracy, dude, I said I saw your match. I said, brother, you was out there working hard." He said, "I know. It's a battle, kid. It's a battle." <laughs> I said, "Man, I said no, brother. I said you, you didn't have to do that." I said, "I said nobody else would have been out there trying to get them boys over." I said, but man, you, I said, you're out there just working really hard. I said, man, that was, I said, you know how much that means to, you know, to see you still out there doing, doing that for, you know, them green guys, you know, and, uh, but that was him, man. He, you know, it's like, you just tell that he didn't have to do it. He wanted to do it. It was. It, it, I think it goes back to if you hear you know stories about him about growing up, his just his worth, his work ethic, just growing up, 
in Springfield. Uh, it was installed in him as you know his whole life. You know you work. If you're gonna work, you're gonna work hard. You know, and that carried over into the wrestling business, which usually even people that grew up with that kind of work ethic, they lose it. Especially if they've been everywhere and done everything. He never did. You know? It, I think it's funny you bring up that story about IOU. Uh, I'm the one who had to, to call and tell Carrie Awful, uh, formerly of Team IOU, now the Carnies, what, uh, what happened. He told me that same story. Really? He, t- he told me that exact same story. And he, he he said uh, he said Tracy he said because you guys deserve it you guys need to be shined up yeah. let me tell a funny story because I'm about to cry That's fine. Um, Go ahead. that uh, one of the matches with IOU. Uh, was Doug Markham's first time meeting Tracy Smothers. Uh, something got botched in the finish. Doug Markham's a referee, for for those who don't know. And Tra- Tracy did have a temper. I- I'm not going to say he-, he didn't. I'll tell another story of Tracy's temper after this. <laughs> but something got botched in the finish, and Tracy got hot. And... L- Tracy carried a, uh, I guess he didn't want to carry a flagpole around anymore. So he started carrying just this big piece of wood. Mm-hmm. It was either a two by four or sometimes it'd just be a, uh, a four foot tree branch. <laughs> and I'm not talking about a switch. I'm talking about yeah. a tree branch. Yeah. And, and it would have the rebel flag around it. Um, he picked up, I believe it was the, I believe it was the, the two by four this night. And he leveled Doug Markham with it. Hmm. And, and then dropped it on, dropped it on Doug again. Like, Doug, Doug was, uh, Doug was hurt. He came to the back seeing red. And then Doug came back and Doug's ready to get yelled at and cussed out. And then all of a sudden it just goes over Tracy and Tracy goes, Hey man, I'm sorry. But you messed up the finish, and that's the most important part. I probably shouldn't have done that. And he gave him a hug, and he shook his hand, and he apologized. And that's set with Doug to this day. Yeah. I mean, Tracy did lose his temper, but he admits it. Um, One night I was coming back home from Ohio Valley Wrestling, uh, doing a Saturday night special. Um, And it was... Those shows went late, and I, I was trying to get uh, some information from from Al Snow, and it, it's like a line waiting for him, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was on the road like 2 a.m., and I didn't want to stop. Well, Tracy Smothers uh, was the king of, if you can't stop to pee, you can get a Gatorade bottle, and you toss that out the door. Mm-hmm. So I'm on 65 South. And I don't want to stop, and I've got a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> so I do that. I, 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 you know, pull the pee and toss. Uh, and, and 
and we had always called it amongst our friends, never to Tracy, but we called her Smothers Car Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> this was back when uh, I was a dummy and would text and drive. <laughs> so I put on Facebook, just did a Smothers Car Bomb. <laughs> Next thing I know, I get a call from Tracy Smothers. <laughs> hey, Tracy, what's up? What the F is a Smothers Car Bomb? Are you talking S? What? No, 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 Tracy, Tracy, Smothers Car Bomb's what we call the 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 peeing in the uh, the Gatorade bottle and tossing it out the window. He goes, oh, how you been, man? Where'd you work tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had like a 20-minute conversation of him just asking what I've been doing and how I am. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to make sure I wasn't talking crap. Yeah. And then as soon as you realize, oh, what? Oh, how you doing, man? I, I haven't seen you in a while, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, uh, uh, you know, like I said, if I first met Tracy in 92, worked him, you know, and then, you you know, that's when he first started, you know, doing the independence, and, and then he went, got on, you know, did Smoky Mountain and everything, and you'd see him, you know, you wouldn't see him that much because, you know, he was doing independence all over the place and then like Smoky Mountains, you know, they just ran usually on Friday, Saturday nights, you know, mostly. So you didn't see a lot of him, you know, but, you know, I'd, you know, I'd go sometimes year, sometimes even two years out seeing Tracy and he'd walk in the dressing room and it's like, you know, it's that old, old timer thing where he hadn't spoke to him, but it's like, you know, like you just talked to him yesterday, you know what I'm saying? You just, it, yeah. it, it, you don't, and it's just one of those things. And um, I forget, I was in, oh gosh, I want to say this was 98-ish, might have been before, yeah, probably 98-ish, 99 maybe, I'm trying to think exactly when it was. It was around that time period, I was in Columbia, Tennessee. The old Grand Slam building, and I was sitting there, and, and comes Tracy, and I hadn't seen Tracy in probably two years. And uh, he comes in, he sits down, he's like, what's been going on, Quentin? I said, oh, nothing, brother, you know how it is, just, just trying to survive. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, man, you ain't got nothing good? I said, oh, man, Tracy, I said, brother... I've been working every night of the week. Gimmicks. I've been selling so many gimmicks. I, my payoffs have been great. I said, nobody has my payoffs. I said, man, it's just, it's awesome. He said, I said yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> he just looked at him like, that sounds good. <laughs> and just, the way he just looked at you, he just, I mean, he just, you know, he said, that's, that, that's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, just, like, just little stuff like that, you know, just, don't mean nothing to anybody else, you know, but it's just the little conversations you had with him and, you know, you just you remember, you know, little stuff like that. I do have another story I want to tell this one because I'll, I'll forget it. Uh, this was in 97. Uh, McMinnville, Tennessee. Uh, Steve Bryant Randall Fanning was running HCW. And Tracy had been working off and on there. Um, and he, um, <laughs> uh, he seen I had some green knee pads, brand new Trace knee pads. 
He said, where'd you get those at, Quentin? I was like, oh, that's when I got them at, up at AG's in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You know, we've talked about before. But getting yeah, there. shout out. Yeah, getting our Trace Neat Fads from AG's Sporting Goods up there in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I said, I said, man, I got these in AG's up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He's like, man, he goes, I can't find any green ones anywhere. He said, would you sell these to sell those to me? I said, man, they go perfect with my FBI gimmick. He said, what'd you pay for them? I told him, I said, I think I was paying, I can't remember what I was paying for them. I said, yeah, I'll pay, and I said, no, no, just give me 10 bucks. He said, no, I'll pay for what you gave for them. I said, no, just give me 10 bucks. So, uh, they got them, and like a month later, I see them on ECW TV, and I'm like, hey, here's my knee pads. <laughs> and, um, and then later on, like probably like a year later, I want to say it was in McMinnville again, maybe. Um, I don't know. It could be, or I, I don't know. It was somewhere in Tennessee. Just, and it's crazy because I just got these new red trace knee pads. Trace in there, sure enough, it's just like it was last time. Quentin, where'd you get the red knee trace at? And I was like, I'm at AG's in Marshburg, Tennessee. He said, man, would you sell those to me? I said, yeah, Trace, here you go, $10. <laughs> I was like, so if I'm, knee pads are, I might not have went nowhere, but my knee pads sure did. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, uh, he, he was all, he like, cause he liked them, you know, a lot of guys, I guess, you know, I mean, cause back then, you know, really before the internet, you know, you didn't, and, and tell you something, man, Trace back in the early, especially in the early nineties, it was so hard to get Trace. Uh, I had to order my first pair, uh, was it 94? I had to order them from Seattle, Washington, Sporting Goods Water, Seattle, Washington, and it was COD, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know you know what that? Do you know what that is? Cash on delivery. Okay, huh? I, I know you're young. So I'm just making sure. Yeah, and uh, I got them from uh, Ben Jordan. Gave me the number to the place in Seattle, Washington, and, and I called them. But yeah, there were a lot of places back, you know, before the internet and stuff. You it was it, you just couldn't go anywhere, uh, and it was crazy that you know that little that little video place in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, AG's, you know. Get any color traits, known to mankind. So, but yeah. Oh, and if they didn't have it, they'd get it for you. Yeah, they'd order. It, yeah, and uh, they. Uh, another thing about um, talking about Memphis, Tennessee, it was a '97. It was, and this was crazy. I'll never forget this. So we're sitting there in the dressing room, and uh, Tracy walks in the Bayface dressing room. It's like, hey guys, hey Tracy. Steve Bryant looks up and goes, Tracy, what are you doing here? I said, I'm working tonight. He's like, you're not booked. Tracy said, yeah, I am. You, you booked me on, you gave me the, this date. And he's like, no, no, uh, no, I told you. He said, hey, rambled off a date. And Tracy's like, no, man, I brought, this is what I wrote down in my book. He said, "Well, hold on a minute." So he, so Steve Bryant leaves. I guess he goes and talks to Randall, you know. So Tracy's just sitting there talking to the boys. <laughs> so Steve, uh, Steve Bryant comes back. Yeah, I, I'm trying to, you know, eavesdrop without eavesdropping, you know. 
because you know it's a business. You don't really, you know, you don't try to get in people's business, but you still want to know what you know. Hey, what's going on here? You know. So yeah, and you also saw. Hey, this might not end well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so, so soon Steve comes back in there, and uh, he's over talking to Tracy, and they're saying, you know, hey, Tracy picks up his bag. Walk to the door and she gets to the door, turns around, and looks at Steve Bryce and says, Hey Steve, lose my number. Walks out. And I was like, How in the world? Okay, even if there was a booking, you know, miscommunication, I'm telling you, I knew what Tracy was making. And it's probably one of the cheapest bookings he was taking. Cause see, McMinnville, he see, cause McMinnville, uh, uh, you know, they had that, and you know, they had Smoky Mountain TV when it was on, you know, USWA, EC, you know, it's, he, he was still, he's on ECW, so he was still hot, and people still remember him from Smoky Mountain. You know what I'm saying? It, he he did good gimmicks, and, you know, so he, he um, so I know what he was making, cause um, from what you know, Mark Gordy was booking him. Before Steve and Steve, Steve Wright and Ronald Fanning took over uh, McMinnville, so I knew you know he was working you know less than most places, um, and I was thinking, how in the world do you let Tracy Smothers walk out of your dressing room? You couldn't scrounge up, you know, this much you know for him to work. And I was I was I was just like I was shocked, you know. It was just like, first off, you know, he done drove all the way up there. He wouldn't have drove all that way up there, you know, saying, oh, I'm not, but I'm going to drive all the way up to McMinnville, Tennessee, you know? Yeah, he would have found a show in Nashville or something. He would have found a show somewhere, you know? You know, well, not Columbia, but... Uh, just anywhere. I mean, just, you know, and my thing is, is, how do you let Tracy Smothers walk out the dressing room? I mean, it, it might, he might have wrote down the wrong date. You might have wrote, wrote you know, the, Steve Reynolds might have wrote, it no matter who wrote down the wrong date, you don't let him walk out. You know? Because the houses were good. Houses were good. They were making money. So it wasn't like they didn't have, they they couldn't have found the extra payoff for him, you know? Yeah. It was just like, how disrespectful was that, you know? You know, and it just, I, I, to this day, it still blows my mind, you know, uh, the guy that, you know, Hell, he did so much, you know. And like I said, he was he was working for lesser than he worked most places at the time. And you still let him walk out, because I mean, come on, you know. That was horrible. It just it was ridiculous, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. Some some promoters, man, are. No, it was their loss, man. It was it was their oh, loss. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The way he said, "Hey, Steve, lose my number." I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, you were talking about, you know, Tracy buying 
knee pads from you. I, uh, when was it? I can't remember the year, um, but I'd seen Tracy uh, on some shows, um, and, and he didn't have boots. He had a nice pair of white boots he was wearing for a while, and his dog had eaten him up. Uh, so he was he wrestled barefoot for a little bit, and then he was wearing shooter shoes. And I had hit him up. This must have been 2014, 2015. It must have been 2015. Um, but I hit him up, and it, it had to be 2015 because it was after uh, it was after he had done that favor for me. Yeah. Uh, um, in Mill in Millersville, and hey man, are, are you wrestling in uh, shooter shoes for a reason, or do you just not have boots? And I, I had just gone to the cowboy boots, and he goes, "Oh, my dog tore him up. What's your address? Why?" What's your address? Gave me the address. I uh, sent him my old lace-up boots. Yeah. Um, the boots he wore to till his last show were my old black lace-ups. Wow. And you know, he, plug, he, 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 he told that in one of his shoot interviews that you gave him. I, 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 I heard it. It was, uh, it was with Cliff Compton. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I heard that. Um, smile ear to ear and then Cliff Compton called me a mini Bam Bam Bigelow which also popped me <laughs> there was? No, that, what? He, called, he, he said I look like a mini Bam Bam Bigelow oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no and and he offered over and over to pay me for him and I wouldn't let him yeah. I, you're, you're Tracy Smothers man I kept telling him like you know how much you've done for me I like to that deal in Millersville aside, do you know how much you've done for me? You've let me you've let me take seminars for nothing. You've given me advice anytime I've asked. You've watched matches for me. You know what I mean? You've broke things down for me. And not only that, you've been my friend. Yeah. I've got an extra pair of boots laying around that fit you. Uh, they didn't fit the calves. But <laughs> you know, Tracy you was double time. It had, you know, whatever. But I'm like, I had an extra pair of boots laying around. Take them. And he wore them. I mean, the last time I saw him wrestle, he was wearing those. And that made me smile every time. Wow. That's like, um, you talk about the barefoot thing. I remember, remember about a show. Uh, 94, 1994, we were uh, Power Slam Wrestling out at uh, Bass Middle School out in West Nashville. And it's a night I worked Robert Gibson. As a matter of fact, it's a night I worked Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson was on the card. Tracy was on the card. They rode down together. I still have not wrestled Robert Gibson. Oh, really? Uh, I've, I've wrestled Ricky dozens of times. Yeah. Still haven't wrestled Robert. Yeah. Um, so, so Tracy's there and they're getting dressed and everything and and Tracy's starts, he's like, he starts, like, I cannot believe this. And, you know, he's like, we're looking around. And um, he forgot his boots. And he took them off because they, they actually had a Smoky Mountain show the night before. And I guess I need a, because he said that 
he had to rush out of the house because he had to go him and Robert rode together. Something about, I can, it's vaguely, I remember him talking about, I had to leave, so we had to go mow a yard before we come down here. And I guess where he, I guess he let, where he must have left his boots out, the air out. And um, he forgot. <laughs> he wrestled barefooted. I never forget that. As like, and you said that about, you know, barefoot. That just remind me that, because Pete Cannon goes, Dang, Trace, I know times are tough, brother. Jeff, say your boots. <laughs> He's like, no, I left them at home. <laughs> and yeah, he went out there wrestling barefooted. Yep. And uh, I just remind, you know, little things like that. You remember, it's, but yeah, he was like, because uh, they rode down together uh, from East Tennessee and uh, did that show. It was 94. I can't remember exactly what time period. Maybe it's spring of 94. I think, yeah, right around there, but uh, it was, uh, it reminded me, this barefoot, it just, it just hit me when you said the barefooted, uh, I remember, uh, like I said, you know, I'd go, you know, there's, you know, Tracy worked everywhere, so like I said, I, I'd see him, you know, a year down, you know, it'd be sporadic through the years, you know, and uh, this was right before I had my car wrecked. In 04, um, I was in um, where was it? Columbia, Tennessee. And Tracy was on the show, and um, and after it was over, we was leaving, and I was getting in my truck, and Tracy walked by. He's like, "It's good to see you. Go and take care, brother." I said, yeah. "I said, you too, Tracy." He said, "He said, boy, Quentin, you still can move, boy." Yeah, I see that insecure you did tonight. You still can move. <laughs> you know, it's just little things like that. You know, I, I remember him. You know, so you know, so, you know, talking, and then, and then the last time I saw him was at the show where you were at Kojima, Millersville, Tennessee, and I was sitting there. And that's probably that was almost at my heaviest. And he come up to sat down with me, said Quentin, he said. You're not going to make it, brother. You've you got to get this weight off from you. And I said, man, I, I said, I just, I can't, you know, I, I can't move. I can't do it. My, my knees are, as you know, he said, I, said, I know you, you're not going to make it. And I don't want to see that. I don't want, you know, I don't want to hear one day where you're not here no more, Quentin. He said, you've got, you've got to, brother. You've got to, you've got to do something. you got to lose this weight. And I was like, I know, Tracy. I know. I said, I just. I'm so much pain, I can't, you know, can't get around and everything. But it was just like, you know, I look back, and I, you know, it was actually, it, he actually cared, you know. And it just, it, my whole thing goes back to, is, I was, I'm a, I'm, I was nobody in wrestling. And, but he always treated me like I was somebody, you know. It just and it just to this day it just uh, it's always stuck with me that he never you know my how you know matter where he went you know how far he got in the rest of this he never treated me like he was above me you know it just that always sticks with me that even the last time I ever saw him he was still cared about me you know. 
talk to me, you know, and, you know, and could see that, you know, I, how bad of shape I'm in, you know, and he actually cared to, you know, say something to me, you know, try to, you know, so that, you know, that, that still sticks with this day that, you know, he, he wasn't just, you know, and he was actually cared, you know, that's just crazy that somebody, you know, that's been around the world will care about me, you know? surprised you with something earlier uh, I don't know if this is a surprise to you or not but he asked about you when I saw him when I'd see him he said he'd say how's Quentin doing wow Tracy cared dude yeah. Tracy Tracy cared more than most man Tracy. and that's just crazy I mean cause I mean if you really look I mean yeah I mean he he, he grew up in Springfield Tennessee small town you know and country boy, you know, he got into wrestling, and he got in back in the day, you know, if you think about it, he struggled when he got in the business, you know, he started out uh, working for George and Nick Goulas, you know, and was it 93 when they were, I mean, he was Steve Lane, and he wasn't making no money, you know, and then he got to move up to Jarrett's, you know, doing jobs on TV on Saturdays, you know, getting to work a, a spot show, you know, open a match, you know, every now and then, you know, then he moved up to, you know, getting to walk, you know, work a, a Memphis, you know, house show every now and then, you know, you know, but he was still, you know, then he got, he got, you know, go to um, Oklahoma for Watts, you know, Louisiana, and that's where, you know, and he, Went out there and he got better, you know. You know he was all, you know, on the undercard, you know, doing jobs and stuff. But you know he just kept, you know, he worked and worked, you know. Finally, he's worked there, you know. He finally he went to WCW, Japan, you know, New York. I mean, he worked everywhere and just he never lost that humble humbleness. That he had when he first started, you know? And how many guys had not even did anywhere close to what he did are some of the biggest pricks you'll ever know. You know? Oh, you're absolutely right. That's what makes Tracy so special. Exactly. Tracy, Tracy once told me Always be a good human. Yeah. No matter no matter what, always be a good human. I I can't say that I always have, but I can tell you Tracy Smothers always has. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I think it goes back to you know he his had to be his upbringing, his family. You know, they instilled a lot. They because like I said, a lot of people they're humble when they start, but they lose it. And in a business of some of the shadiest, backstabbing pieces of crap, no good for nothing, sell you out for a freaking penny uh, industry, you'll never find nobody good as Tracy Smothers. Nobody. I don't care who you are. Because you, this business is 
it is so lowbrow and just all about me. What can I get over anybody? Don't mousetab my best friend in the back for a booking. Trace Smothers was total opposite. Yeah. That's like when, you know, when Cornette shut down, Tracy was one of the guys just trying to get somebody to back them, you know, because they lost the, the music dude, you know, and and when they, because I was actually at the last Smoky Mountain show. See, okay, let me tell you a little story real fast, because I just looked down. We're already like 50. Um, so Tracy was working. He did a lot uh, like on Thursday, he did a lot of Shelbyville in the early 90s in Shelbyville, Tennessee, because Smoky, like, Smoky Mountain wasn't doing Thursday nights. He would get, he would, he didn't have anything else, you know, in Eastern Kentucky or Eastern Tennessee. He would get booked in Shelbyville, Tennessee. And uh, so we was on there one night, and it was me. We was talking to him because the next night was the big um, Knoxville show, August of 94. Uh, at the Coliseum, and we was talking to him, and he said, "Hey," and we're like, "Yeah," because Steve Brown's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and take pictures." Um, he goes, "I talked to you know." After said that, if he doesn't go, he was gonna leave a pass for me to to do the pictures for him. And uh, then I know Marcus Woody, so he was like, "He's like, I think about going," and I was like, "In." Steve's like, you want to ride with me? And I said, yeah, why not? I ain't got nothing to do. So, Marcus said, well, y'all should just meet me in Monterey, where I live, and we'll all ride together. And Tracy's like, well, I tell you what, I'll put all y'all's name on my list, under my name. So, I don't know if I can speed this story, because it's a long story. I'll try to make it short. So, I meet Steve Bryant. <laughs> Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I just show me, so... We, we hop on the interstate, we cut across uh, 231, get on I-40 in Lebanon to go I-40 east to meet Marcus in Monterey, right? Well, right outside of uh, Coolville, in between Coolville and Monterey on, on the mountain right there, uh, there's construction down to one lane. And we were in construction for over an hour and a half. So by the time we got to Monterey, we were already like, like I said, we was like an hour and a half late. So we go to where Marcus is supposed to meet and say he's not there. So I call his house. His wife said, uh, said no, he left a long time ago. So Marcus didn't haul button left because this is pre-cell phone. This is 94. You know, nobody had a cell phone. So I looked at Steve and said, what are you going to do? He's like, I was like, well, you just want to go on up? I said, yeah, might as well. We went this far. And uh, so we went up. And we get there, and we go up to the ticket booth, and we go, we're like, uh, yeah, we got uh, tickets, uh, we gave them our names, it's under Tracy Smothers, um, left tickets for us, and they look, it's like, um, your tickets have already been, somebody's already got your tickets. And I was like, son of a, you know, I was like, Marcus then got the tickets, so we're looking at, well, maybe Marcus is outside, right? We're looking at where, he's nowhere to be found. So then Steve's like, um, yeah, look under Bill Lafter's name. Uh, and she goes, uh, Mr. Lafter has already got his ticket. So it's like, well, he's here, so we can't get in there that. So I looked at Steve, I was like, let's just buy a general mission. We're, we didn't came all this way. 
So we buy general mission tickets. We go. So me and Steve's like, Steve's like, well, I'm not gonna get no pictures tonight. This is gonna be a. I ain't gonna be. You know, this is gonna be a. I said, well, just we'll just be marks and enjoy the show. So we go up general mission. We're sitting there. We look down, way over there in the very bottom corner. <laughs> I see Killer Kyle standing there. All of a sudden, I see this little guy walk beside him. I said, Steve, look down there. There's Marcus Woody over there standing by Killer Kyle by the, by the side of the dressing room door. So, he waited on us. We didn't show up, so he didn't think it was coming. So, he went and got the tickets, went in there, and Tracy took him took him back to the dressing room. He got sitting in the back, and so Tracy said, asked him where we were at, and they said, I don't know, they never showed up. He said, well, come on in here. So, Tracy went and texted Marcus. He got sitting in the dressing room that night. On as the night, I almost got knocked out of the uh, chair by Chris Jericho. Because cause after we saw Marcus and we got his attention, he, we went down and he, we, we went around. He came over. So here's y'all's tickets. I was like, well, yeah, we don't need them now. We done bought tickets. So we looked to see what the seats were, and it was like the back row of, of the floor. So he's like, well, let's just go down there. I was like, all right. So we go down there, and we're in the back row. It's sort of like 15 rows back. You can't see nothing. Everybody stand up, so I get up, sitting up in the chair. So I'm sitting there looking, you know, they're playing the Thrill Seekers music. <laughs> sitting there, all of a sudden, I feel somebody just knock me, almost knock me out of the chair. I look, and that was the Thrill Seekers running through the crowd when they hit the ring. I was like, Yeah, Christian comes to knock me out of the chair. <laughs> but yeah, so it, so Tracy, yeah, he left his tickets, and then the last ever Smoky Mountain show. Um, Tracy, it was, uh, I think it was Friday night, maybe. I can't remember. No, it was, no. It was, a, yeah, because Thanksgiving. We saw him the week before, and he said, hey, uh, we're, he goes, I'm going to be in Cookville. We're in Cookville. Uh, it's the Friday night after Thanksgiving. He said, uh, I said, y'all, yeah, won't y'all come up? I'll put your name on the list. And um, we're like, okay. So we went up there, and, um, so we uh uh we got there and uh Sandy Scott was running the door and they said oh, yeah we're here uh, uh Tracy he's like I ain't got a list and uh he goes well Tracy wants to put her name on the list he's like I ain't got no list and he yelled at someone said hey go get Tracy so Tracy come out and walked out there and he saw is me, uh, Rand Stephen Randall, and he goes, Sandy, let those boys in. They're with me. And uh, we walked on in, and it turned out to be the last uh, Smoky Mountain show ever. And but they shut down that night. Well, Cornet just said, you know, and, but then like the next day, Tracy's one of the people. It, it I think Tracy's dad was going to uh, invest some money to keep it afloat, and Cornet was just, nah, I'm just shutting it down. So. But yeah, I know I just went like way, way, 50 miles around a, a short story. <laughs> but anyway, so, so yeah, so he, he got us in a couple Smoky Mountain shows. And if we would have went for extended construction, we could have went, we could have got to sit backstage in the dressing room. And you'll never let Marcus live that down. Exactly. Yeah, and he rubs it in all the time. Yeah, I sat beside Ricky Morton all night with the, with the he, he ran the headset. Like okay, thanks, Marcus. <laughs> anyway, we got about three minutes. I know I took it. 
I took it most of the time just rambling stupid stories. Is there any, any last one last story you want to tell? Not a story. I just wanna wanna say I wanna say thank you to Tracy for for everything he did for not just me but for probably the past three generations of pro wrestlers for all the help he's given for the mentor he was and for the friendship uh, and heck I guess one more time tears were terrible H is for hell U is for ugly and G is for jail because the thug can't spell love you smuzz yeah, I was going to I was going to say it too and you beat me to it <laughs> but yeah um, everything you just said same thing um you know, um, like I said, I've been said it, you know, a bunch of times. He treated me like, awesome. he did it to everybody, not just me. He met you once. If he met you once, he, he next time he saw it, he will remember you. No matter where it was, how many years he'd been all over the world, he'd come back, he'd still remember you. You know? Like I said, and he, and, and what me was everybody. And like I said, you know, a business full of just people just crap on you in a heartbeat. He was the best. Yeah. So. The world lost a, a genuine great human being. The wrestling business lost one of the best ever. But, um. Uh, Tell you what, let's do this together. All right. Okay. Ready? You gonna do it? Do it with me. Cause I don't wanna do it by myself. What are we doing? We're doing um, what you just did. I I wanna do it together. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Yes, sir. Let's do it. T is for terrible. T is for terrible. H is for oh. hell. U is for ugly. Ugly. <laughs> and T is just for jail. Because a thug, because a thug can't, can't spell. Well. And that was all off key and everything. Yeah, that was team. terrible. That was horrible. We were you a tag team. It, 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 as hard as that is to believe, we were a tag team. <laughs> oh, it just, it's just so hard to do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to play him out, Quentin? Yeah. Tracy's mother's brother, I love you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for everything you did for me. Thank you for everything you did for everybody else. God bless you.